I'm Aubrey Henderson. I'm a recovering people pleaser turned self-worth coach, here to help you befriend your inner critic, break up with people pleasing, and reconnect with your desire. Every week, I share my answers to your questions, live coaching sessions, interviews, and more to help you reconnect with your self-worth. Have you ever felt stuck in your life and just needed a really fucking good pep talk? Well, babe, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Ask Aubrey. I'm so glad you're here. Ask Aubrey is supported by Eliza and Wild. Eliza and Wild creates all natural, high potency CBD products designed to give you targeted everyday self care inside and out. Their ingestible and topical CBD products are consciously designed with all natural and intentionally sourced ingredients and fully recyclable packaging. So it's good for you and for the earth. And y'all, Eliza and Wild literally does not have a single product that I don't love. I have them all, and everything smells and tastes incredible and is made with ingredients that I can feel good about putting on and in my body. I take the CBD and MCT oil drops daily, and they help me to really keep my anxiety and my tension under control. And they also have a line of amazing CBD topical products including this lip balm that I am truly obsessed with. And like, did you know that CBD actually has anti-inflammatory properties when you apply it directly to your skin? Because I didn't until I started to use this lip balm and it is changing my life. And also it smells amazing, which we all know is really important. And I know that you're gonna love these products just as much as I do. So when you grab yours at elizaandwild.com, you can use the promo code Aubrey15 at checkout for 15% off your order. That's elizaandwild.com, E-L-I-Z-A-A-N-D-W-Y-L-D.com. And make sure to use code Aubrey15, that's A-U-B-R-E-E-1-5, for 15% off. Hey babes, welcome to this week's episode. This week I am going to answer one listener question. It's a really good one, really juicy, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. I think no matter who you are, you will take something away from this. So I'm just going to read it. This person says, hi Aubrey, I tried looking but I didn't have any luck. Have you done a podcast episode regarding ways in which we can tangibly, like really, be our own sources of validation? So just to answer that question, no, I had not done an episode specifically on this, and I am now. So that's great news. Um, thank you for asking. Uh, so they go on to say, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, like how and why humans seek approval, attention, affirmation from others, and why it's harder for some people to work through this. Feeling seen and understood is one of my most favorite things in the world. Me too. I just wish I could give myself that rather than depending on others to grace me with it. Okay, this is an awesome question, and I think this is something that a lot of us struggle with. A lot of folks who listen to this podcast who may have experienced, you know, people-pleasing behavior, codependency, folks who would describe themselves as having, you know, an anxious attachment style, right? There are lots of reasons why we might find ourselves sort of overly preoccupied with or, you know, attached to or needing the validation and affirmation of other humans. And 
For a lot of people on sort of a personal growth, personal development journey, there is that moment of recognition that, oh, I've, you know, I want to move on from needing other people's approval. I want to make choices based on what I really want, what I really need. And there's that moment of, oh shit, I feel really attached to, you know, the affirmation, validation that I get from other people. And it's uncomfortable to let go of that and really exploring that. And it sounds like that's the person, the place that this person is in right now. And so, you know, I want to answer this question in a couple parts. So first I want to answer this piece where the person kind of asks, you know, why is it that humans seek approval, attention, affirmation from others? Um, and why is it harder for some people to work through than others? And, you know, on a basic level, I think all humans want to feel loved and want to feel like we belong. And, you know, that is sort of a basic human emotional need, this sense of belonging. It's attached to the idea of safety, right? If we, and that's like a very kind of basic animal instinct, this feeling of, you know, needing to belong to, you know, other living beings and this sense of, you know, that's what helps us feel safe and protected in the world. And so it's perfectly natural that we want to feel like other people are happy with us. It makes us feel connected to them. You know, when somebody offers us some, you know, validating words or a sense of approval or they offer us affection, it feels good, right? And before I go into any of this, I just want to say there's nothing wrong with that. And I think this person is not necessarily in their question demonizing that or saying it's a bad thing to enjoy that kind of affirmation from others. But I just want to reinforce that, that I think even if you're trying to, you know, move away from constantly needing validation from other people, I think we can still recognize that it's okay to want that, right? That it's normal and very human to enjoy the way it feels when someone you care about is validating to you or says something affectionate or affirming to you. And so there's nothing wrong with seeking that out. Now, the challenge is when the only way that you can feel approved, the only way that you can feel safe and affirmed and good about yourself is if somebody else is kind of saying those specific affirming things to you, right? That becomes challenging because then your sense of self-worth, your sense of inherent goodness is hinging on somebody else's actions, which we know are outside of our locus of control. And so when I'm working with someone who is kind of, you know, looking to move away from that, to not, you know, be so entirely focused on and like, you know, attaching their self-worth to what other people think, the move is actually not to say, well, fuck what everyone else thinks, just forget them, their opinions don't matter. Because I think one, I think it's an unrealistic place to get to anyway. I think you're always going to care about what people think and especially the people really close to you, their opinions will likely always matter, right? It's always going to feel good to get approval from them, and there's nothing wrong with that, like I just said. But we don't want that to be our only source of validation. And, you know, it's just like I, you know, something I always compare this to is I think a lot about, you know, the idea that it's it's smart to have multiple streams of income, to sort of diversify your streams of income so that, you know, if anything happens to one of those streams that you are not, you know, up a creek without a paddle, right? You are not doomed because your only way that you were getting income is now fucked up and you have no other way to get it. I think thinking about validation and affection is similar in that the strategy is not, you know, necessarily to switch and not need validation from others anymore and only need it from yourself, but it's to diversify, 
right? And it's to find ways that we can seek that from multiple sources. And so, you know, I think this person is asking, how can I source that from within myself rather than sourcing it from other people? But the way that I'm going to answer it is to say, yes, let's work on the ability to source that from within. But also, it's okay still to need it from other people, right? It's it's okay if you still want that from other people. And really, you're building your skill and your capacity to generate some of that good stuff internally, while also recognizing that it's okay if it feels good coming from other people too. And we'll get to that in a minute. But really, you know, the things that I would say, I have three sort of main suggestions for this person, um, things that I would really recommend. And the first one is the practice of affirmations. And this is something that I have a lot of my coaching clients do, and often at first, and it, there's there's two kinds of folks that I work with, right? There are the folks who come into coaching and they're like, yes, affirmations, I'm going to, you know, write them down every day. I'm so jazzed. I already have affirmations, right? And then there are people who are like, you want me to do what? You want me to talk to myself? You'd like me to say statements out loud to myself? Whether Whichever one you are, whether affirmations feel cheesy as fuck to you or feel like something that you're already super comfortable with, this really is an effective practice, right? To be able to have sort of a, you know, word or phrase that you repeat to yourself and something that becomes ritual for you to sort of reinforce within yourself an idea is really is really an effective practice. And so I think, you know, if you are somebody who say is working on, you know, your confidence in your appearance and right now, you know, you're in a place where only when someone gives you a compliment on how you look, do you feel good about yourself and if you're not being actively complimented, you feel like shit about yourself, then one way to begin to try to source that from within is to really start from a place where you are literally identifying, okay, what is the sentiment I want to feel? Is it that I want to feel like I'm beautiful? Is it that I want to feel like I am sexy? I'm desirable, right? Is it whatever it is, right? Whatever it is that you want to feel and you can identify, you know, what that feeling is that you get from someone else, whatever the compliment is that someone else is giving you that feels really good, right? Capture that in a brief kind of statement or, you know, a couple words to make up a phrase, whatever it is, and begin actively repeating that to yourself. I recommend, especially if it's appearance-based, but really no matter what it is, I recommend looking into a mirror and speaking to yourself. I think that's really being able to look into your own eyes, that practice feels it can feel really cheesy and like what what difference is this making it makes a big difference to be able to make that visual connection with yourself and really feel like you know oh i'm speaking to myself right now um something else i recommend that folks do is is take you know a word or phrase and stick it on a post-it note and put it somewhere you're going to see it all the time whether that's a mirror whether that's you know on your laptop whether that's at your desk whether that's you know a bookmark of a book that you're reading but to actually write that phrase down so it's a visual reminder, right? And to implement that practice of reiterating that phrase to yourself, right? And really what that's doing is it's committing that phrase as truth to your psyche over time. And it is a practice that truly is effective and identifying, you know, what those affirmations are. That's sort of the most, I guess, straightforward way that you can source that validation from within, right? Is that you're recognizing what's the validation I'm getting from outside of myself 
And how can I literally give myself that message? Literally with my own mouth, looking into my own eyes in the mirror. How can I tell myself what it is that I so desperately want and feel like I need to hear from other people, right? And so practicing that, whether it's to say it out loud to yourself, whether it's to write it down on a post-it, whether it's to, you know, use Canva or something to make yourself like a cutesy, um, like phone wallpaper, lock screen, whatever. So you're seeing that shit all the time, right? Setting yourself an alarm that goes off every day that says, you know, I'm sexy. That's like, I kind of am like, I kind of want to make that one of my, it's not currently one of my affirmations, but maybe I should make it one. I kind of like the way it sounds. Anyway, affirmations is a great one. Another thing I would really recommend, and this is on my mind because I, you know, actually led a group in a meditation around this earlier, is thinking about sort of inner child work and inner child reflection, right? And what I mean by that is, you know, and this is something we could, you know, go way deep on um, and may do in another episode. But the idea of inner child work is just at, at its very most basic is the idea that within us, we carry around this, literally this inner child, this version of us that is sort of a younger, smaller, more innocent version of us that is operating with kind of all of those fears and longings and needs and apprehensions of a child. And, you know, it's a practice that I often, you know, think about. And I I bring up this concept a lot with clients when we think about cultivating particularly self-compassion, right, is to think about that inner child version of you. And so something I talk about a lot is with my clients who have sort of this loud inner critic voice, right? And, or who are, you know, being self-critical in any way or being, being tough on themselves, being harsh on themselves and reminding them of that inner child and asking them to imagine. And this is particularly powerful again, if, you know, if you're struggling with appearance, for example, and you have kind of those self-critical thoughts where you would, you know, say to yourself, oh my God, I'm so ugly, I'm, you know, I'm fat, whatever it is the the terms are that you would use, I invite people to imagine that instead of saying that to their adult selves, that they're actually saying those words to a version of themselves as a child. So I ask people to imagine themselves as a five-year-old, to imagine five-year-old you and to ask, you know, would you say those same self-critical things that you say to your grown self would you say those things to your five-year-old self? Would you say those things to a five-year-old child? And if the answer is no, I invite that person to really question, you know, then what makes it okay to say it to the grown-up version of me that we know is carrying that inner child within, right? That is operating from a place of, you know, those same core fears, those same core longings, those same basic needs as that inner child. And so as you're trying to, you know, work to source validation and recognize that you need that validation, recognize that that need and that longing for validation is coming from that inner child, right? That part of you that just wants to be loved and belong, right? And to recognize that part of you with as much compassion as you can, right? That a child who wants to be loved, we don't judge them for that. A child who wants to be loved and belong, you know, we don't judge them for that impulse. And recognizing that, 
you know, what we can do as adults. And this is, you know, this becomes a concept, you know, called, um, and again, I'm not going to go super in depth on like the (laughs) psychological research behind this or the, you know, there are, there are like therapeutic practices that a a licensed therapist would use as, as a technique here. But this is more me talking about it in a, you know, a pop psychology kind of way. But the idea of reparenting is something else that is really powerful here, which is, you know, basically the idea that you still are working with that inner child. And often that inner child represents needs that weren't met for you at some point in your life, right? That is still carrying around, again, those same fears, those same longings as you had as a child. And that now as an adult, you know, you have the the power and the ability for adult grown-up you to sort of offer some nurturing and reparenting to that smaller, younger version of you that you're carrying inside, that fearful version of you that, you know, never got those needs met. Now they have an adult that is walking through life with them and that adult is also you, right? And this doesn't, you know, it involves some sort of (laughs) splitting of yourself and recognizing that within you, you are multidimensional, right? And that there is this part within you that is vulnerable, like five-year-old you, But then there is also the fully integrated whole version of you as an adult, the person who's listening to this podcast right now, who is, you know, the person who asked this question, who is able to say, oh, okay, like, you know, I'm moving through the world with this, you know, inner, innocent, fearful version of me. How do I walk that version of me along and reaffirm that, hey, like, it's going to be okay, you know, hey, I, you know, I recognize that we have some fear around if somebody's not, you know, if somebody's not giving us affirmation or giving us the attention that we want, I get that the fear there is that they don't love us or they don't care about us. But, you know, as the grown up here, so this is again, you yourself as an adult speaking to your inner child, as the grown up here, I actually can tell you that that doesn't mean somebody doesn't love us. There's a lot of reasons why you know, we might not be getting attention from a person right this very moment. But, you know, I can tell you that you are still good. I love you. I think that you're wonderful. I think that you're beautiful. I think that you're smart. And offering those affirmations, again, it's going back to the affirmations, right? But offering those as your adult self to your inner child, right? And seeing how you can tap into, you know, what is the fear? What is the vulnerability in there that is, you know, sort of poked at when you aren't getting this attention, when you aren't getting this affection? Notice what the fears are that are coming up and see how grown up you can walk inner child you through that, right? And can show that part of yourself that no, like it's okay. We know how to navigate through this. So thinking about it that way, I think is another great strategy. The last thing I will say is that I know, I know that you said you want to find ways to sort of source that validation from within that aren't, you know, sort of like waiting on other people to, I think you said, yeah, waiting for others to grace you with it, right? Again, there is nothing wrong with wanting affirmation or reassurance or support or attention from other people. And in that spirit, I would just say, you know, the first things I've offered are purely about you. These are conversations you have with yourself, things that you can do alone. But I would also say that something you have the power to do, right, is for you to feel empowered, to feel confident, to ask for affirmation. I realize that's easier said than done. I know, 
I know we're going to talk about it. Just hold on a second. But feeling empowered to ask for the affirmation, not just, you know, like you said, waiting for others to grace you with it, right? It's not waiting around and saying, oh, I can't be affirmed. I can't, I can't feel good about myself until someone gives me attention. So I have to just wait around for attention. But it's recognizing that there are, there are some relationships where if you have the appropriate amount of trust, if you have high communication with that person, if you feel that you are able to be transparent and be somewhat vulnerable, that it's okay to actually ask for affirmation if that feels good and helpful to you, right? And I know <laughs> that there are some people who are going to listen to this. I, I know, and I know specific clients who are going to listen to this or friends who are going to listen to this and be like, oh, that sounds terrifying. Like that sounds like nothing I would ever want to do. But what I would offer is just to say that, you know, people want the people who are in your life, the people who are in relationship with you, you know, your friends, your, you know, partners, your family, your loved ones in any capacity, we have to trust that the people who love us want us to feel loved by them. We have to trust that the people in our lives who love us want us to feel loved by them. And we have to let them love us. And I think this is one of those ways that we, you know, we don't ask for what we need. We know what would feel really good. We know what would help us feel safe. We often know exactly what the fucking words are that we need to hear. We know exactly what we need someone to do or say and what would feel good. And we don't tell them. And I think we do this for a lot of reasons. I think some of it is we trick ourselves into thinking that it won't mean as much if we ask for it. That's bullshit, by the way. I think, you know, sometimes it's great. It feels really good when someone can kind of like read our minds or anticipate our needs without us saying anything. And I get that. There's a unique level of, you know, that that feels like magical shit. And I get it. And also... We we do that, I think, really as a cover. We tell ourselves, oh, it's not going to mean as much if, if I have to tell them. But we do that as a cover for not wanting to be vulnerable, right? Because I recognize it's extraordinarily vulnerable to say to someone, hey, you know, um, it feels really good to me when you, you know, say X, Y, Z thing to me. When you tell me that, our friendship is important to you. There is not, there is nothing else that you say to me that feels better than that, right? Or, you know, I felt so loved when you told me that I looked beautiful the other day. And I like, I've thought about that for days. That felt so good to me. And I just want you to know that that feels really good. And if it's okay with you, I might, I might ask for that in times that I'm like really struggling with my confidence or in times that I'm feeling insecure you know, would it be okay if I asked you for that? Or, you know, what whatever the case may be, right? Those conversations are things that you totally get to request of people. Those are things you get to ask for. And that is something where you are, like, yes, it is seeking validation from someone else, right? It is asking for that from another person. It's involving another person, but it is, you see how there's a difference in how it's shifting you know, what you are in control of. And you're not in control of the other person, to be clear. You know, they could say no. They could say, no, that's weird. I'm uncomfortable with that. The likelihood that they'll respond in a shitty way is, I I really think, pretty low. I think the worst that someone could say is no, right? And hopefully they wouldn't say no in any way other than 
oh, I don't think I can do that. And then that might be uncomfortable, but you would survive. But more than likely, if you are telling someone, hey, this this thing that you did, person that I love and who, you know, loves me back, this thing that you did or said made me feel great. And I would love it if you did that again. And you've already done it. So you know how to do it. Amazing. That person is going to say, fuck, yeah, absolutely. Of course. I would love to do that thing again. I, I care about you and I want to make you feel loved. And you are asking for it, which allows you to exercise control over what you have control over, which is expressing your needs, right? Expressing your desires. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think when we think about, you know, how do I kind of take control over sourcing my own validation? I think some of that really is about sourcing that from within in the things that we talked about, right? And affirmations and exploring, you know, what the fears are that you're carrying, how the inner child plays a role, how, you know, grown up you can kind of take an active role in reaffirming some of those truths and positive things about you now. But I think some of it too is changing how we show up in our relationships. And that is something you have control over too, right? And that is a way that you can seek out that validation actively rather than being somebody who's sort of just passively waiting to receive it from someone else right? Because I think it's, again, it's not about saying I don't need validation from other people. It's not about saying, you know, it doesn't matter if somebody else affirms me or gives me attention because maybe it does matter and that's okay, right? But it's about diversifying. It's about finding that from multiple sources because those good feelings, we want more of those in our life and it's okay to want more of those. And it's okay if we aren't you know, operating with complete independence all the time and not needing other people. I think you're going to need other people. And I think the more that you can supplement that love and attention and affection you get from other people with giving yourself love and attention and affection as well, I think that's wonderful. I think you're on the right track. You are doing good work. And I really hope this helps. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please take a second to subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a rating or a review, and take a screenshot and share it on social media or with a friend who needs to hear a message like this one. I love the chance to hear from you and connect with you because it gives me the opportunity to remind you that you are worthy, worthy of wholeness and happiness and just good things. So send me the question or the topic that's keeping you up at night or that you just want to hear more about. You can send me a voice memo at anchor.fm slash Aubrey Henderson. And I can actually include any voice memos that you send me in the show, which I think is pretty rad. Or you can send a good old fashioned written message from my website at aubreyhenderson.com. I'll see you next time.